everybody. Welcome back to the Latch Mama podcast. It is Monday morning here in Richmond, Virginia. Um, I believe we launch our podcast on Tuesday, so it's probably Tuesday or another day when you guys are listening. But we are here in the warehouse today, and Lindy and I are just going to chat a little bit um, about life, Latch Mama, Thanksgiving, new babies, all the fun stuff. So hope you guys enjoy it. You're listening to the Latch Mama Podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Wirt, business owner and tired mom of five. Join us each week as we talk about pregnancy, nursing, parenting, and all things motherhood. Hi. Hi. How are you? Good. I like this because we haven't really seen each other yet today. Um, so we can just catch up it's on been life. Monday. Oh, it's been Monday. It's been a Monday. It's been a Monday. Um, how are you? I'm good. Good yeah thing. yeah anything exciting going on besides trying to get all of the clothes here for black friday <sighs> yes we have a lot of clothes coming um no just the normal like from the weekend into the kids stuff into the mondays it's back uh, into the school it's just always a transition it's no you joke know? no joke no matter whether you have six <laughs> my baby's pooping <laughs> hey buddy did you wait until we started the podcast to do this it's still coming it's still Hold going. Please. It's Hold, still please. Still, good job, babe. Good job. <laughs> um. So yeah, no, we. Uh, it's it's crazy. It's nutty. The weather's changing, which I don't love, especially with kind of COVID yeah. still around. Yeah, and it's there's going to be a couple nice days this week. Really, like seventy three on Ooh, Thursday. That's nice. I know, but it's still relatively. My boys cold. are camping in a tent tonight. We're going to see how that goes. Alex is determined not to wear his long underwear. Um. And I explained to him that he he can't die. Like dying is not an option from like hypothermia. It's going to be like 30 tonight. And I'm like, Alex, you're going to want to wear. From your perspective or like technically if you don't wear them, like you won't die. Like, well, no. Oh, I don't know. Like, I don't know like when hypothermia like kicks in. And like he has a five degree sleeping bag, okay. I think. Yeah. He'll be good. He's going to be all good. But he thinks he can sleep in his sleep shorts, which are oh. the only time the kid wears shorts is when he sleeps. But okay. the only time when the other one wears pants is when he sleeps because children are literally put on this planet <laughs> to make us crazy. <laughs> literally, the nine-year-old will not wear pants unless he is sleeping. And the so seven-year-old will not wear shorts unless he is sleeping. Yeah, my oldest won't wear. He will only wear performance feeling shorts and t-shirts. Uh-huh. And then Gabe will only wear 100% cotton like the t-shirt t-shirts. And joggers. He will not wear shorts. See? So, I, like, I, yeah. At least they know whose clothes are whose. That it, that does help. But, <sighs> yeah. And then I have the five-year-old daughter who's going on, like, 13, who ties her shirts up as midriffs every single day of my life. I'm like, if you're doing this at five, mm -hmm. what is 12 and 13 going to look like? Yeah. Like, can I send her to, like, a convent now? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't really know. Like, what am I supposed to do? I don't know. Mine came, Nora came down the other day and she's like doing this, like this little, uh -huh. like apparently like this little TikTok dance, I uh -huh. guess. And I'm like, where, where, where you learn that? She's like, I don't know. And I'm like, well, I'd like to know. <laughs> that yeah. would be great. Like what you're watching. And then Nellie, every time that same thing as Caroline, can you tie a knot in this? I'm like, well, why where? do you need a knot in it? And I'm like, this is not one you tie a knot. Like I uh -huh. can't tie a knot. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't I know. Don't. I don't know where it comes from. Um, yeah. Anyways. I, I think this is coming out on Thanksgiving week. What are you guys doing yeah. for Thanksgiving? Um, we're going to eat with my mom. 
And then you're going to come over to my house in the evening. <laughs> and then I'm going to come over and hang out <laughs> and eat your like your well, leftover yes, desserts or something. Yes. You had like all kinds of good stuff last year. I time. cooked last year. I don't think I'm going to cook you're not this gonna, year. Tell me I you're have not a four week cook. old. I don't think I'm going to cook. You cater it? I tried. You've done the catering before. Well, I've, I've tried. And Wegmans? No, I've done Wegmans. No. I've done U-Crops. I've done, I've done Elwood's. Elwood's was probably really good for me, but it didn't taste like Thanksgiving. It tasted like... Okay. You need, like, you the know, good stuff. You know, grown on a farm, like, down the road, and they forgot, like, their real butter, and it was, like, vegan <laughs> butter or something. I don't know. Nothing. That, there's nothing wrong with vegan stuff, but it did not taste yeah. like thanksgiving no if i'm gonna eat like the sweet potato casserole it's Mm -hmm. gonna be my mother-in-law's that has like i don't know three cups of brown sugar plus regular sticks of butter plus like the layer of marshmallows and like all like the and they're not just the sweetened like what are they on top like walnuts or something they're like Like the the candied ones like Like, yes or something i mean it's a straight up dessert but like if i'm gonna eat it oh gosh what do you say probably pecans 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 I don't know. Pecans. <laughs> Pecans. Um, yeah, I don't know what we're going to do. I should probably do? figure it out. Will people come to you? Yeah. Oh, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I are you kidding I, me? I no, figured. No, I, uh, I'm glad you are staying uh, there. I come to the office and that's about it. And Target pickups. Target pickups have been mm-hmm. like my postpartum, like saving grace. Yeah. You know, in those like, like tearful, like first few weeks, I would just go drive to Target and yeah. pick up whatever I needed well, I'm, I don't think I ever really needed anything. Yeah, but. I'm feeling a little hurt. I, I didn't get that experience. You didn't get the target. I had experience? no pickup experience with infants. So I'm glad you have. That. I remember like when I first had like one to two, maybe I would dream of being able to go pull up in front of a grocery store at like two or 3 p.m. and grab what I needed for dinner. Yeah. Instead of pulling them into the you had to the take them into the, or I had to go by myself like at night, it's which I thought was like the coolest thing back then. Oh my gosh. No, like yeah, I don't no. want to go grocery shopping at all now. I don't think I have like <gasps> done a full grocery shopping list in like two years. Okay. I don't know if you were the one who told me this, but I had to go into Walmart the other day to pick up something for a school project. Because it was like last minute, of course, like, right? Like, it, like down the aisles. Like Lennox is like, yeah, I kind of need this. He needed something for Spanish. It was they were making like these little dolls or something. So okay. I needed like pipe cleaner. It was something in the craft section. I'm like, well, I'll just run in. Why didn't you just have Michael's deliver it? I should have, but I was okay. like on my way home, and I don't know. I guess I had a burst of energy. Anyway, so so I went in there, and so then I was Lindy like, who does not drink coffee. I know. It's insane. I was like, I need eggs. Let me just go grab grab eggs. So then Why I start you just going come around. To the farm. No, hold come on. To the farm and just get hold. Eggs. Listen, listen. What? So I'm there, and I'm like, that's not on Walmart online. That's not an option. That, and I'm like looking around. and I'm like, <gasps> I felt very gypped. Like there because are only online have- options. They don't have everything online. Like I found a whole variety pack of like the Shabani flips that my kids lo- like. I couldn't find any of this stuff online. And they told me three days ago there was no shredded cheese. There was an entire wall of shredded cheese. So maybe it was the shopper. Maybe so it was the online on? stock. I don't know. I was like, do you really think people a little disappointed the podcast to hear about our, no, our but now they know. Now they know they can, <laughs> they can actually go shop and get yeah. other stuff. Believe me, I'm not going to go again. I will just purchase what they offer me online. But yeah, I was like, Hmm. Not all this stuff is online. Can, let's can we talk about the the grandiose <laughs> message here of simplifying motherhood? Because I feel Seriously. like there's so many ways. 
that we can like lower all of our expectations of ourselves mm-hmm. if we just take the time to figure it out. Like, like the whole Walmart thing. Yes, it takes a little while to download the app, pay the $99 to have it delivered for the year. But holy moly, it's once so you easy. do, it is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And for an extra $10, you can choose at 3 o'clock what yep. you eat for dinner that night. Like when you're postpartum or newly pregnant and you don't know what you want to eat ever. Yep. You can decide right before the meal what you want to eat. Yep. And they can bring you the ingredients. I know. And I went back and forth for months on Instacart because I was like, do I really need it? I've used that probably Sorry. almost the same amount as Walmart. Yeah. And then there's also Costco and Instacart. I mean, it's oh. like well worth $100 because... My Costco order was so expensive yeah. on Saturday, but you know what? It's so nice because I feel like I would spend a hundred dollars more because mm-hmm. like the tip is not cheap when it's like a huge family yeah. and we're like yeah. kind of locked in right now, just trying to survive with a new baby. But I would spend an extra hundred dollars. I know going down the aisles that I don't even look for on Instacart. Like I always need new Pyrex dishes and I always need silverware (laughs) and I always need new pens Mm -hmm. and And those cozy socks and maybe a blanket. (laughs) Yeah. See, see, you always can spend an extra hundred dollars, but when you're ordering from the app, it's less. So everybody it's okay. Seriously. Yes. It's It's okay to have other people do your shopping for you. I did. I had to talk my sister-in-law into it because she was like, just really cautious about where she wants wanted to spend money and whatnot. And I'm like, it's it's a hundred bucks and I'm like, mm-hmm. but it is so well worth it because she was trying to figure out when she could get to the store. She did the kids and I'm like, yeah. why are you going? Why are you going? Like, why are you going? Why it's are literally you like your house? 10, you don't need to yeah, anymore. Ten bucks a month <laughs> and it'll come right to your doorstep. And yeah. then she did it like twice and she's like, thank you so much for making me spend a hundred dollars. And I'm like, so, you're welcome. So nice. Yeah. So, um, so other it. things that I have discovered. Okay. Wait, where at Costco? No, or? just like in oh, life motherhood over things. like the okay. last like four weeks. Yes. Like other motherhood hacks. It's like, ooh, tell me more Costco food. <laughs> oh, you know, you know what we discovered? So there, there's a pasta dish that they make. Pre-made? That's really, yeah, that's really, really good. Not the Alfredo? No. It's okay. a little bit lighter than that. It's like penne and sausage in a white wine sauce, maybe, and has like grape tomatoes or cherry tomatoes. It was in good. It. The kids loved it too, oh. which was really nice. Okay. Um, yeah. All right. I'll have to look for that. Um, okay. Okay. Other things. So I finally, it took me a lot of children, and I don't, I don't think it was around at the beginning of my childhood journey ten years ago, but I got one of the new hatch lights. Do you know what I'm talking about? I know the, the brand. It's the Hatch Rest. Okay. So apparently I'm really, really like slow to the show because apparently. It sounds and so just like. So it's a white noise machine and it's a nightlight and it's a clock. Okay. Um, And I have this moment after every birth because I have my babies at home where, and most of them have been at night. This one was in the day, so this moment didn't happen. But where it just stinks, because, like, you want to go to bed. You get tucked in with your baby. You know, it's, like, time to rest, to snuggle. But there has to be a light on. And sometimes when it's, like, the middle of the night, you're like, I don't really want a light on. And I always remember, like, going from you know, the, the year of, you know, not having to sleep with a nightlight because the other baby's, you know, sleeping in its own room or whatever to suddenly having to have a light on in the room. So 
I really enjoy having a light that's not white. Mm. Um, you know, having a little bit of a softer like a color that gives enough, you know, you know, light to be able to see where your baby is and yeah. stuff and to latch your baby. So it's but really not low. Enough. Yeah. So what's cool about it, and this is not sponsored by Hatch at all, I just think it's really cool, is you can control it from your phone. So you can change the color from your phone and you can change the sound. So it's like all different white noise sounds and stuff. You can change it from your phone and you can make the light brighter or you can make it dimmer That's or really you can cool. make it any color or you can change the sound and yeah. you can make it higher or you can make it lower. And I've used it so much the last four weeks. Like it's been really, really, really cool. I don't know. That like, and I really thought like cool. grabbing your phone in the middle of the night was a pain, but when you're pumping or you're feeding your baby, the phone's right there. Yeah. But like, if I wanted to check his latch, cause I was awake enough to check his latch, yeah. you know, I could turn the light up. The light was across the room, but I could take my phone and I could make it brighter. Um, or if it was one of those kind of like dream feeds that we were both doing, I could keep the light where it was. Or if he was super fussy and I had tried everything, I could turn the, I could flip it to actual white noise and turn it way up and, you know, and you don't have to get do up that to whole do thing it. and you don't have to get up to do it. That is really Which is cool. really, really cool. And it's one last thing on my nightstand because my nightstand is a hot mess right now. Yeah. Cause you can put it far away. You can put it far away because it's connected to your phone. Way, way cool. And I think it's also a monitor too, but we haven't gotten there yet. That's really but, neat. Yeah. Isn't that cool? Yeah. So put it on your list if you're looking for like one of those like baby things that it's been kind of life changing. That's it's awesome. been one of those like really, really like I appreciate type of things. You know, it's really hard after six babies and 10 years to like find something new in the motherhood space that, you know, you really enjoy. Like yeah. the Haka came out like halfway through my breastfeeding like journey. Mm -hmm. Still not really into it. I'm struggling to use it a little bit. I would mm -hmm. almost much rather stick the pump on the other side. And I know the whole purpose of it is that you're not like actively engaging just to collect the sucking. You're <laughs> actually just getting the letdown, which maybe when you're not like, cause you're still sometimes like actually wanting to, to collect. To, yeah. Maybe when you're not doing that anymore, you may. <laughs> Hi bud. You may want to throw it on. Yeah, because I could see how now it's almost a third thing to think about. Yeah, right and now. it's just, and it's not, I mean, there are moments in the middle of the night where I'll put it on to collect it because I don't want to waste it. Yeah. Because like in our little breastfeeding journey, it's been liquid gold every single drop of it. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't know. I mean, some people swear by it, but I don't think I have the yeah. supply that gets like the three ounces on one side with the haka just from the letdown. Wow. You know, while yeah. you're feeding on one side. I mean, That's you see some of these hakas and I don't know if they've just been being used all day or like multiple feedings, yeah. but there are some with like a significant amount of milk in them, which is really, really impressive to me. But even for a baby who's <clears throat> can really remove much better than anything else that well, that does remove better than anything else to get three ounces out of a haka, like you must be a very, very good producer. Yeah. Because um, that's not even much of a suction. Yeah. Yeah. Although maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I don't know. But it's been such a, it's been such a different experience. It's so funny. Were all of your kids different? Like all their breastfeeding? Um, you just peed all over me. Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Seriously? Dude, I love you so much, but you've pooped and peed all in one podcast episode. He wanted to participate. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think back kind of how they I mean I was very different with each journey too so yeah they probably could have been similar and I kind of 
changed a little bit or yeah i don't know it's so interesting um, how like it's funny there was a post in the latch mama love group last night um somebody just shown like a picture of herself and she was like this is what motherhood looks like and she had been spit up on or whatever and i I posted a picture of just supervising bath time and being absolutely exhausted by sunday evening because weekends are no joke when you have a lot of children and very little help i'm sure a lot of people have a lot of children and very little help during the week too but for us running a company and managing the kids and being very postpartum is a hot mess for the weekends but um somebody else wrote they said in the group, they were like, um, I'm appreciating every moment because it took me so long to get pregnant. And I had this like realization that I'm like, do I appreciate it less because I have so many kids? Like, I don't know. It was like this deep dive into like, should I be enjoying it more? Or is it okay to be realistic with yourself that like, it's tough, you know? Um, I mean, it gave me a little bit of perspective because mm-hmm. I don't feel like I'm wishing away any of these moments, but I also know that it gets better. Like there are some parts that are super hard right now that I know get better, Mm -hmm. but there are some parts that are easier now that get harder later. I don't know. Like, do you ever feel like you wished away certain stages that you knew would get easier or better? Yeah, I definitely have to be honest. But then when you really think about it, I really don't, you know, I, but I try to do, uh, to think back. And there are some times where actually I can't even remember. Um, And I really do think that it plays into how that postpartum journey was and how, maybe how bad I was struggling at times. Yeah. I think you kind of tune some of the things out. Um, But if you ask me, you know, I mean, I wouldn't change anything. Um, I think I'm where I am today with the relationship I have with each kid because of what we've been through, because of what we've worked on was incredibly, incredibly hard at times. Like, absolutely. Um, but I don't think that means I didn't, you know, I didn't, I don't know. I just feel it's okay not to love every moment and it's okay, um, to at times, hope for some change and have that hope that it's going to get a little bit easier for me and, um, a little bit better. Um, I, but I do agree with you when you said it was nice to see a perspective and, and Mm -hmm. acknowledge that perspective, but I still think it's okay to feel what you're feeling and go through what you're going through. Um, like I know without the realization that I'm emotionally going to balance back out again, mm -hmm. hopefully. I mean, I assume I will because it has happened every other time and I have the support that I need to. And I feel so much better now at four weeks than I did at two weeks. But without that, I feel like I would be in a completely different place right now without the optimism, knowing that this stuff works itself out and that things do get easier. I don't, I, I, I don't know if I would have as much optimism and strength to put like one foot in front of the other every day and to say, Hey, if I go for a walk today, it's probably going to make me feel better because it made me feel better this pregnancy and this pregnancy, you know, like there are, there are things that I think that we take from each place to say, Hey, this is really hard and this is why it's hard. Um, You know, I had gotten used to, it's funny because you know, you just, you watch all the kids (laughs) come into the world and, you know, my last few have been well out of the bed by the time that the next sibling arrives. Um, 
And I've reached this point where I can't always eat dinner every night because of like the chaos or if he's hungry, I'm nursing him. And I just, it's just a lot. But then also he comes to bed and he nurses in bed and he falls asleep on me, beside me, wherever. Um, But I can't extricate myself to go eat again. So it's like these little moments where I'm like, oh, this is going to be the, you know, the months to come. Like, this is my life. Like, I'm I'm under a sleeping baby for a really long time going forward. Like, I've lost my opportunity to have my late night bowl of cereal mm-hmm. or, like, go to the bathroom or, like, have any time, you know, for myself, yeah. which is which is interesting. But I remember with my first couple, I didn't know if that was mm-hmm. ever going to come back. You know, yeah. like, was I ever going to even mm-hmm. like, it's not like, am I ever going to run a marathon again? Like, am I ever going to go out to dinner with friends? Am mm-hmm. I ever not going to have to nurse through a meal? It's literally, am I going to be able to ever go to the bathroom again? I mean, alone, I still don't get to go to the bathroom yeah. alone with six kids. Yeah, but like, am I ever going <clears> to <throat> be able to go get the piece of chocolate cake from the refrigerator after all of my kids go to bed or watch, you know, something that's not appropriate for children or right. something, you know, and it's. It's so nice to know that those moments are going to come back. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember having one or two and wondering if they ever, yeah. if, if, it, if it does get better. No, I totally understand. You know? I don't know. Yeah. But it's, and you know, but like you're saying, it's, you can see this and you kind of have those feelings, but, but then again, you know, this is kind of a stage. It's kind of a time. Um, and, it will change a little bit, you know, or settle into maybe a little bit more of a routine Mm -hmm. for a little bit and then it'll change again. Um, And maybe you're able to kind of like adapt and fit in a couple things or that kind of thing. It's so cool how each of them teach us things though. And like, that is the coolest Mm -hmm. thing. I mean, I'm 99.8% sure that we're done having kids. (laughs) Um, But uh, but I can tell you that the idea that each pregnancy and each birth and each postpartum teaches you things, it's a hard thing as somebody who really, really likes to grow and change and learn and be the best human being I possibly can be in life to let go of the idea that that process is never going to happen again um, because it does change you and because it does make you grow. And, you know, as I've talked about a lot in this podcast, my baby's I have the great opportunity of having really easy-ish childbirth experiences, which is awesome. Um, And it wasn't that I've stopped learning through that experience, but it was kind of getting, it was probably getting a little monotonous. Um, But his postpartum, he's had really, really slow weight gain, which has, I mean, which I know you know, because you have walked this road with me the past few weeks, but it's really interesting to learn what that does to somebody who's used to succeeding and used to this stage being easy ish. Um, Mm -hmm. It was, it was eye opening. It was an experience that it's not that I don't wish it on anybody else, but it was, it was hard. It was hard to figure out. It was hard to figure out what the right solution was knowing what I knew. Um, but it was way cool. I, I, th- I mean, I think I'm on the, I think we're on the other side of it at this point, but it's really fun to kind of look back on it. <laughs> Not that there's much to look back on, but really 
learn where I can grow as an individual and like what they're each teaching us. Like, and he'll always be the one that teaches me that I have to trust other people and that, you know, when somebody says, Hey, he's okay, but let's try this. I don't doubt them. I just lean into the fact, Hey, he's okay. He's going to be okay. Let me just put a smile on my face and keep trying this as opposed Mm -hmm. to being in that crazy postpartum land where I, you know, tried to research everything that was wrong with him. So (laughs) I don't know. But they they all teach us, you know? Yeah. I mean, I knew (laughs) you would figure it out. But I also think it was interesting. I was kind of sitting from the outside and I'm like, like you are, you are so experienced. You know how this all works. You've done it so many times. You run a company that's 100% supports breastfeeding. You want to talk about what a mind? I want to see like, Uh how is this going to challenge just challenge you just uh-huh. mentally as well. Like, yeah. is it okay? Like she's recommend like, yeah, to, no, to pump, so, like no, how- no, 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 no. The formula word came up. Quite That's where I was like, with, yeah, yeah, with my midwife. And she's like, Hey, I mean, just feed them. And then we can do an ounce of formula. It's not a big deal. And, you know, at that point, I was kind of at the point where I was like, my baby needs to gain weight. Formula is not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. We're going to be okay. Yep. He takes a bottle beautifully. Like if that's what it comes to, mm-hmm. I- I'm completely fine with it. But then you have this like mind shift where you're like, I run one of the largest lactation communities on Facebook. That was like, like and we're going to, well, I'm sure we'll do, we'll do a full podcast on this. But holy mm-hmm. moly, if that is not a humbling experience of, so does this mean I'm failing? What is the what what do the optics of this mean? Like I mean the optics mean that we do what we need to do for our babies and we adjust to whatever's happening in our body and but how many times I've told people, "Hey, it's just the supply and demand. Shut your door, feed your baby, pump, remove the milk and you'll start making more milk and your baby will learn and get stronger." Yeah. Okay. I will never ever say that to somebody again. Because although that is the science behind it, you remove the milk, your body should make more milk. There are other aspects to it that need to be considered. You need to be eating. You need to be drinking. You also need to realize when you're trying to create more milk and you're trying to make your body make more milk, that normal day three, day five, whatever day your milk comes in, hormonal drop that you get when your milk comes in, if you're stimulating your body to make more milk, you're stimulating those same hormones again, which literally brought me to like my knees like to the point where I shut my bedroom door and I was like I have to make more milk but I I I don't I don't know how and how is my body going to do this and is it going to work and what is it going to mean if I have to take donor milk or formula and I think it's all going to work out fine but either of those two solutions right now on the other side of that hormone dip no big deal I don't care you know like I am going to do what's best for him. He needs to grow, you know, but in that moment, yeah, it's terrible. And you can know all this, this science and Uh how it works. And you're like, great. Like I got this, like we got this, my body can do this, but you have this other little human being Uh that no matter how experienced you are and how all your other kids did, Uh they're brand new square one learning Uh as well. And they're all so different. They're all so, so different. And it's like people telling, like I have an amazing pediatrician that came to the house that weighs him all the time. And an amazing midwife who is a text phone call, amazing person in my life. Like I had all of the support I needed, but unless I trusted that support and let that support in, which I have a little bit of an issue with in life. Um, (laughs) 
unless unless I unless I did that, I, I was gonna be on a boat by myself trying to think through things. Of hey, he was a fort. He was he was forty weeks. Yeah, he should. He be should fine. be able to suck swallow. <laughs> he should be able to be strong enough. Like there's zero reason why this should be happening. So oh my gosh, what's wrong with him? What's wrong with my body? Like you know, is is there something wrong? Why am I not making enough milk? What's wrong with him? Why is he falling asleep so much? Is there something wrong with his heart? Should I've gone back for another <laughs> ultrasound? Like I mean, you just go down this. Yeah, I don't want to call it a crazy path because it's it's hormonally yeah. induced it's big black hole yeah it's a hormonally induced place that we all kind of end up and it's just this thing that's not talked about enough it's not acknowledged enough and i mm-hmm. can't imagine not having the support that i had and trying to go through it so i finally just kind of surrendered which i think a lot of people maybe learn in birth which i don't normally have to learn necessarily because my babies just kind of come out of me um but you know i surrendered to the idea that i was going to lean on these experts and i was going to lean on people who wanted to be there for me as opposed to trying and navigating it myself um and every solution you know, I think I finally reached the point where like none of the solutions were bad ones. Like we were going to be fine. If I had a fully switched to formula, I still got to keep this cute little baby and I still had this wonderful family and we were all going to be okay. And I think that that's just where I needed to land. That and you I had the knowledge and support that if that's what you had to do for a uh-huh. week or two, y- you could go back yeah. to breastfeeding. I mean, like, yeah, yeah, it would have been fine. It was going to be fine. I remember Lindy just kept looking at me and she's like, you know, this isn't forever. You're going to be okay. She's like, it's just so he learns how to do it. And I'm like, why does he have to learn what's <laughs> wrong with him? He cooked fine. He came out fine. But I just felt you so much because I did that for three weeks, you know? So I, I knew it was going to be fine. It's just a really did crappy couple pumping, weeks. Pumping, breastfeeding, pumping. So they were, they were 36 and a half. So for three weeks, it was, that's what we talked about. Both IBCLCs. For three weeks, it's a learning game. Yep. The goal is to for them to learn to breastfeed a full mm-hmm. thing, a yeah. full time, full session, so that, yeah, we could do full on breastfeeding yeah. or they would take a bottle sometimes of pump milk. That was the goal. And by three weeks, we were done. It's and so, then I pumped when I when I wanted to. It's so funny, though, because like I look back it's on not it easy, and no. oh, it's terrible. It's awful. Um, <laughs> but like I looked back on it and like my milk came in early. But he wasn't removing it. So my supply dipped. And so then I worked with him to try and remove it. And I started a few supplements. I focused on my nutrition a little bit. My supply came back up. And then he got weighed in again. He still wasn't removing it. My supply dipped again. But it's the the science behind it makes sense on the other side. But at the same time, I was like, but he's content. But he's not crying because he's a laid back baby. He's not removing the milk for the breast because he gets a few sips. He's happy and he's going to go to sleep. It's just... It's, I don't know. It's fascinating. Yeah. It's crazy. It's a journey. Every single kid. It's so different. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know what we're supposed to talk about today. It's motherhood postpartum, which is right along those lines. Um, but I do think, and I think through experience, <clears throat> like what we, you've kind of learned that when you hit that tough patch, um, I think it is a little bit easier without experience to know like, okay. I feel like this is going to be permanent, but I know, I know in part of my brain that it's not permanent and we can get Mm -hmm. through this. Um, But when you do hit those spots as a new mom, it's just so hard. 
yeah you feel like there's kind of no way out but then like you said here are great options that there's nothing wrong with those options and absolutely it's okay to trust that option and know that okay I can do anything for a week two weeks three like I can do it if that's the game plan and it's going to be different on the other side like I can commit and I can do it and it's going to be okay yeah but you know it's tough when you don't have that support with you I feel like there have been through a couple pregnancies of mine where at the end I didn't necessarily have the support and it's really hard to navigate those times when you're feeling a little bit alone yeah so I'm thankful you had that absolutely you know and but it doesn't work unless you trust it unless you accept it um which I think was a pretty good lesson for me this time um but you know I, I look at some of those posts in the group and some of the conversations that we hear and it's interesting because people are hitting it either for the first or the second time or they're getting into a sleep regression or a baby's teething or something like that and literally they're just asking for somebody to say this too shall pass like it will get easier you know like you will be okay on the other side and it's so hard because I think sometimes when you're in the middle of it and you're looking at this little thing that you love so much and you just want it to be easier, but you're not sleeping or you're not eating or you're struggling or you don't have the support. It's really sometimes hard to find that place where somebody tells you, Hey, this is, this is going to get better, you know? Um, and I think there are so many things I've experienced in motherhood where I can tell you, Hey, it does get better. Hey, I have one that it really struggles still at nine years old to read and to spell and, we're, it's getting better because I found him the resources and it's going to be mm-hmm. okay. You know, I have one that still struggles with his R's and we have an amazing speech pathologist that we work with. And like, I can coach anybody on that, but then you hit one of those things that you've never experienced before as a mother and you've got to source out that support and that village that you've hopefully built in other times. Because when you're in the middle of it and you try and build it, it's so hard, Yeah, you know? If we just want to talk about like what's completely broken in motherhood, we can, we can, you know, just <laughs> dive in there. It's always a good topic. <laughs> it's always a good topic. We can always talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just hope that at some point that we start rebuilding that and that people have that support to go to. And I feel like in a lot of ways that Facebook group is fantastic with that is that normally there's always somebody there to say, Hey, this is what I did or Hey, it's going to get better. Um, yeah. You know, which is great. I do think there is more of a, just a general focus on mental health right now. Whereas years ago, five, seven years ago, there just wasn't. Yeah. Um, Mental health in general, let alone, you know, maternal mental health and postpartum support. Just to be able to do it It all. It just wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So at least it is out there a bit. It could definitely be focused on more though. Yeah. We support each other. Cool. Anything yeah. else you want to talk about? Black Friday at Latch Mama is happening this week. I mean, I think this is dropping Tuesday, right? Yeah. Um, we have More a lot of stuff. stuff. <laughs> we have so many clothes dropping. We are dropping. still trying to get organized. We are, uh, we're a hot mess. This is what happens after I have a baby, no matter yeah. like how perfect everything is yeah. or not. Um, yeah. And as much as we would love to control some things, some things are out of our control. Yeah. So, you know, in Latch Mama Land, we did not have problems getting things. No. Knock on wood. And getting containers They're here, docked. although the, those other two are docked. See, oh, this, docked the, Sunday. Yesterday. This, the, this is where Lindy and I catch up on actually Latch Mama <laughs> On stuff. podcasts. So um, you get it too. Yeah, you get it too. <laughs> we, we're have, we have a little bit of a chassis issue. For those of you who did not watch the live, that is chassis. 
chassis is spelled with an S. Yes. Um, so we're having a little bit of a hard time getting them the 130 miles from the port to here. Um, but yeah, and they really don't fit in the back of a transit. No. So it's <laughs> not 40, really an option. <laughs> a 40 foot container does not fit in the back of a transit. Um, but we hope to have them here. But anyways, we had no problem getting inventory this month, which... Yeah, um, probably a little too much. The rest of the okay. world is <laughs> seems to be having an issue with. We do have an issue with staffing and getting said clothing back out the door. Um, but we've paced ourselves a little bit this month, so we should be okay with that. But yeah, check us out. Um, amazing, amazing, amazing stuff. There's also a lot of like non-breastfeeding specific stuff that I feel like could be worn long after breastfeeding yeah. and pumping are over. Um I don't know. I love it all. We kind of went a little sporty this year. We have like a lot of like sporty stuff. Yeah. Well, I remember we were pulling like um, stats from last just year. Just stats and seeing. And um, we kind of didn't do as many like long sleeve type dresses and things like that. We offered some more outerwear, not true outerwear, but warmer, yeah. warmer hoodies stuff. and things like that that you can pair with your jeans, jeans or leggings or. Yeah. Hopefully we didn't go off of like pandemic statistics last year when nobody was leaving the house, but we have some dresses. That no, we when back. we ordered, we looked at last, like last this time. Mm-hmm. Cool. We'll see. But yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. Although I sound exhausted right now, but I I'm also, excited. I also have a four week old. <laughs> I'm excited. Yeah. There are a lot of moving pieces right now, but um, yeah, thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks for catching up. Yes. Um, we will uh, see you guys next week where hopefully every week I get a little bit more energy back. There but, you go. Um, <laughs> thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.